Hey, Democrats, it's me, Lynn Moira Dichter, and time for Chat with the Chairs. It's your weekly peek behind the curtain as to what's going on with the Seminole County Democratic Party across Seminole County, across Florida, and across the nation. And we're off. It is Chat with the Chairs. Yes, we are starting every Friday with you. My name is Lynn Moira Dichter. I'm the chair of the Seminole County Democratic Party. And we, I am here this week, chat with the chair, singular, um, because my uh, partner in crime is uh, enjoying some family time. And she will hopefully be back with us next week. We, I have so much to talk to you about today. It is going to be a whirlwind. And how do you get involved in chat with the chairs on Facebook Live or Twitter Live, however you're tuning in? It's simple. You go to the chat bar below and you type a message and I get them all right here. So I am waiting for you to say happy Friday. I'm waiting for you to weigh in on some of the horrible shenanigans that have been going on, some of the uplifting things that have been happening in Seminole County and across the state and the nation. It has been a a week, a great week to be a Democrat in Seminole County. And uh, I, I mean, I know that I am often a cheerleader for for the party, for the candidates who choose to run, for all of that. But this week, there's been a lot to be a cheerleader about. And and let's just talk about about some of that. I am just super glad that you are here. And um, we are here, I am here, we are here every Friday from 3 until 3.30, talking about things that happened last week, talking about things that are coming up next week, talking about current events. There are lots of things that are happening there as well, and I would love for you to be a part of it. It's easy to do. Obviously, we want you to be here. I want you to thank you, Paul, for Happy Friday, and I would love for you to um, to participate simply by going to the chat bar and talking about whatever it is that I'm talking about. This way, we can actually have that, that kind of interaction and that conversation, if you will. Although it's a weird digital conversation, it's still a conversation. So let me just tell you that it's official. The August ballot is now firm. Qualifying ended today at noon. It opened on Monday at noon, ran Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, closed today, Friday at noon. And anybody who is running in August is in the books. There are three candidates that we would love for you to investigate for the school board. There are candidates in Sanford. There are candidates all over the place. Excuse me. And they're all in. And there are candidates running for the Florida House and Senate all in. It's it's great. That's what's really exciting. Mm. So I will tell you that qualifying is in. Hi, Kurt. It's in the books. And the, the, that's how we know that we are off to the races. We have eight weeks to get some great people elected. There are some hard workers here in Seminole County who want to make a difference for your children, for your environment, for your economy, for your pocketbook issues. And those are the people that we want you to support. Uh, and we will we'll tell you about them as, as we move forward. I'm thinking of inviting some every week starting next week um, and see if we can you know, have some uh, extra special guests who, are, who will be here with us on uh, Chat with the Chairs. I think I have enough time to do... Uh, oh, somebody has um, a question. Bonnie writes in and asks, how can you see a list of the candidates who are running? Well... Oh, my gosh, I just realized something. Um, You go to VoteSeminole.com. I think it's .com. I want to say it's .org, but I think mm, somebody double-checked me. All of a sudden, I'm having a senior moment. But if you go to VoteSeminole.com, org, 
somebody will, will, you know, catch me on that. You will see a tab that says candidates. It says current candidates, and then you can scroll through. Now, our state candidates, you have to go to a different site, which is the Florida Division of Elections, and they will show you who is running for the Florida House and the Florida Senate from our area. Now, you have to know the numbers as you scroll on through. We are 36, 37, 38, and 39. So the late 30s, that's us. Um, 36, 37, 38, and 39. And we will talk about those Florida House districts in just a minute. Oh, it's votesovenall.org. I don't know why. All of a sudden I had a, just a brain fart or something. So, yes, go there and check the list of candidates. But I'll tell you something even more importantly before we talk about the things that have been going on this week. One of the things that we learned late last week was that our supervisor of elections changed all of our precinct lines. I have lived in the same neighborhood for 15, 18 years, whatever it is, 18 years, I believe, um, 19, 18, we'll call it 18 because that's a good, a good luck number for me. And I have always been in precinct number seven off of Markham Woods Road, not in a fancy neighborhood, just a regular neighborhood. And I have been number seven. Well, guess what? Now I hear that I'm number 30. It's all been thrown up. It's been a crapshoot. Areas have grown. I understand why, but there has been no zero information from the office. So how much do you want to wager that come August, people are going to go to their old precinct and they're not going to be in the right spot? If you want people to vote and you want people to engage and you want people to have access to the poll, to your polling place or your precinct or the vote, then don't you think you should tell them how to vote? And don't you think you should tell them how great it is to vote by mail? Don't you think you should tell them where their damn precinct has been moved to? Well, sorry for the dangling participle there, but you understand what I'm saying. This is what's going on. Oh, it's .org, yes. VoteSeminole.org. So when you go there and look at the candidates who are running for school board, who are running for county commission, who are running for all manner of things, um, if you live in Sanford, the Sanford list is on there. Uh, so I want you to check all of that out, who's running for different things. But I will tell you this. Um, also check your personal voter record and make sure that you have not been moved. If you have been moved, where have you been moved to? Uh, the number doesn't matter, but where is your new polling place? All very important things to do. And while you're there, sign up for a vote by mail ballot. Why? Because they are dumping people off that vote by mail. If you did not re-up recently, you're probably going to be waiting for a mail ballot that will never come. And I know how easy it is to vote by mail. Even if you get that ballot, in, you know, it'll come in four weeks, let's say. And then you fill it all out. You do your homework. You look at our website. The Seminole County, uh, the Semdems website ha- is fantastic with the candidate page. So click on that candidate page. You can read about all the, the options um, for school board, for county commission, for Sanford, for all the things that are coming up in, in August. And of course, then we will change that all up when it comes to who comes out of the primary and who is running for November. That's how it works. If you're in a primary, a contested primary, in in the case of school board, sometimes there are two, three, or four candidates in the different seats that are open. If somebody doesn't get 50% of the vote plus one, then the top two vote getters move on to uh, November. In the case, uh, you know, I don't think we have a primary for the county commission. I do believe we have primaries, depending on where you live in the county, in both 36 and 38. For the Florida House, we have it's a contested primary on the Democratic ticket. 
So those are the kind of things that I would really like for you to check your voter record and ask again, request again for vote by mail. Now, you may do all the homework and then wait until early voting begins two weeks before August 23rd. So, you know, the first week of August, the, the early voting spots will open and you can take your ballot and drop it yourself in the box. A lot of people don't trust the mail. I will tell you, I mailed something to Tallahassee just as a side note to the Florida Department of Elections for Semdem business. And it was return receipt requested too. So I really wanted to make sure it got there and that I had somebody sign for this piece of mail. It took almost three weeks to get there. I don't know what they're doing in Tallahassee. I don't know what they're doing in the post office, but some people are understandably nervous. So they get their vote by mail ballot. They sign up for it. Do it right away. Sign up for vote by mail and get the ballot. And then when they open early voting, go there and plop it in the box yourself. You know, it'll be there. You know, it'll be counted. That's my suggestion to you. But for sure, check your precinct and check all your numbers because that is, yeah, it's .org, voteseminal.org is where you do all of that. Look for the candidates, look for your voter record, sign up for vote by mail, find your new precinct because you may have been all jumbled up and it may not match the voter card that you have. So, you know, this is the responsibility of our supervisor of elections. Yet another way he's fallen through the cracks here. He has absolutely disappointed Seminole County when it comes to our bilingual voters, completely ignored our bilingual voters. When it comes to now this precinct switch up, completely non-compass. I don't know where the guy is, you know, but he's nowhere is the answer to that question. I'll answer it myself. Um, so that's, that's what's happening uh, when it comes to that's just this week and qualifying closed at noon. So what you see on there, it hopefully is updated. That's another thing. You know, people qualified Wednesday or Thursday of this week got their papers. They were saying, they, they send me a text. I'm, in, I'm confirmed. I'm qualified. I'm whatever. I go on this morning. They're not qualified. It doesn't show that they're qualified. I don't know what's happening. He is a complete disappointment. Um, when it comes to Hispanic voters, has completely disrespected our Hispanic uh, voters in Seminole County. When it comes to now precinct swap, it's, he's completely dropped the ball on that. What is he doing? You know, and if he one more time tells me that the poll, the guy who's in charge of poll watching for the Republican ticket is an insurrectionist. Somebody tell me how that's right. He doesn't believe in democracy. The guy is storming the Capitol. There's a picture of him in the mob, in the riot. And that's who's looking, whose eyes are on the polls in Seminole County for the Republican Party. Holy smokes. There's nobody that thinks that's a good idea. Republicans don't even think it's a good idea. The Republican Party, by the way, you know, they are imploding in, before our eyes. They are collapsing before our eyes. Now, did we expect it? Yes. Did corruption catch up with them? Yes. Are they a cesspool of problems? Absolutely. I call them a cauldron of corruption, a big witch's brew of corruption. All of them. They're all incestuous. They all worked for this one. They, you know, they are the, the, the water boy for this one and that one. And the head of the party is going to be arraigned this week, I think, because he is accused of election um, violations and, you know, donating to people in somebody else's name, which is not allowed. That's against the law, mister. Just saying. So they are imploding. And even though some stalwart Republicans in Seminole County wrote a letter asking him to step down. 
He refuses. They have begged, they've cajoled, they've embarrassed him into it, but he has no grace. And he is still there. And you know why he's, how he's managing to stay? He's canceled all of the Republican meetings for the summer, claiming that people are on vacation. Well, here's how that works, little guy. You know how that works? What If you don't have a legit meeting, your board meeting, if you don't have a general meeting, if you keep canceling your meetings, you can't do legal business for the party. If we didn't have board meetings in the Democratic side, if we didn't have our general meetings at Eastmont, if we didn't do the work of the party, we couldn't get things passed. We couldn't vote on stuff. Well, guess what? If you cancel the meeting, you can't kick his sorry ass out. And that's exactly what they've done. Do you think, how do you think that looks, little guy? No, it looks crappy, which is, and the party is screaming bloody murder and it doesn't matter. He's this la, 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 putting his fingers in his ears and going la, la, la. The Republican party is in trouble. Now, is that all bad for me? No, of course not. You know, do I know that there are regular, normal, moderate Republicans who have the same values and ethics that I have in my core? I know that that is, that is true. I do not think that because the leadership of this party is a cesspool of corruption, that every single person with an R after their name is in that cesspool. I do not believe that. Um, But I will tell you something. My phone has been ringing off the hook from Republican people saying, who are we to vote for? We don't want to vote for the Marjorie Taylor Greens of this county and those crackpot insurrectionists who are running for various things. We don't want to vote for them. Who do we vote for who share our values? And guess what? We have a group of people, men and women, who are spectacular. And you will know who they are by going to the Semdems website, semdems.com, and you will see our candidates. Um, it is absolutely unacceptable. You are correct, Bonnie. That is right, Mindy. I know. She's like, she sends the mad emoji. Urgh. Yeah. This is, this is what we have to live with every single, you know, you keep thinking, I think the headline for the newsletter this week was, we thought it couldn't get worse, but it did. It got worse. Now they've canceled their meetings for the summer. That's so they don't do any business. So they don't kick this little guy's ass out. Mm. So there's that. Um, I will also tell you when you go to our website to look at the candidates, please, it wouldn't, it wouldn't kill you to click on the donate button because we need to keep the lights on. And every dollar you spend is either to keep the lights on or more importantly, to help our candidates get elected up and down the ballot. And if you could give on a regular basis, it doesn't have to be a lot, it could be $20. But if you give every month, it's a meaningful donation to the Semdems. So I am asking you to be part of what we call the Sem Gems. Be a gem. Gem stands for give every month. So please, oh, please, while you're there, look at the candidates, donate, and also something very important to find out what's going on. Sign up for our email newsletter. It is chock full of stuff. I write a little intro to it every week, and we have links to show you what to do, what's happening, where is it going on. And boy, oh, boy, we have just a huge amount of things happening in in Seminole County. So those are the things I want you to do. Well, after you look at the website for your voter record at voteseminole.org, go to the Semdems website, look at our candidates, donate a little something, couple of penny, couple of shekels, right? Couple of dollars. And then um, 
you know, it's very important that you look at our ad, sign up for our newsletter. So those are things that I wanted. See, I'm checking them off. I said, check, check, check. Um, because those are things that are really important. Last night, talk about looking back at things that were energizing and uplifting. You think I have a lot of energy? We got a guy running for the Florida House on the east side of Seminole County, including the, city, the, the great city of Oviedo, whose name is Carlos Guillermo Smith. Carlos is, has, is a three-time incumbent, ran in 16, 18, and 20, and won. He was always south of Seminole County at the border, you know, from UCF down in Orange County. He never came, but this year they redrew the lines. And guess what? He's ours now. We share. He straddles the line. He is so fantastic. He had his kickoff last night in a beautiful event space I didn't even know existed called the Oviedo Cultural Center. It was packed with people. And I never, I don't think, you know, I had somebody from Oviedo tell me they never saw that many Democrats in Oviedo in one place. It was really great. Um, There were people there from, you know, both counties. There were people there who spoke for and introduced Carlos, whether it was an Oviedo city councilwoman, Natalie Tukert, whether it was Ana Escamani, whether it was um, Brandon Wolf from the Human Rights Group and a uh, former Pulse survivor who is spectacular. He was the MC of the thing. And then Coy Jones from one of the unions, the SEIU, the, you know, the Public Employees Union, and she does the healthcare part of it. Anyway, it was spectacular. Talk about uplifting. It was, it was magnificent. And it was to support Carlos, who will be one of our four House members starting in November. He now is ours. He's a Seminole County Eastern Flank guy. I guess I should go this way. Eastern Flank. On the West, we have one candidate also, Tiffany Hughes, representing the Western quadrant of Seminole County. She also straddles the line and represents, I think it's Apopka and Winter Garden and Okoe over that way in the Western part of of, uh, Orange County. So we have on our West, East and West flanks, we have only one candidate in there. You will not see them on the ballot because they are going straight through to November. And that's, that's where that is. Now, where you will see a primary is in the two districts that are enclosed in Seminole. I'll call them the North and the South uh, districts. 38 is the Southern one. 36 is the Northern one. And we do indeed have a primary if you live in 38 or in 36, but you'll be able to see where you fall by going on um, the Vote Seminole website, voteseminole.org, and you will see what your district is. So again, those numbers are all different, um, but when you look to see who you who's up for that, it's 36, 37, 38, 39. All right, so that's, that's what's going on. Uh, th- this was a kickoff to beat the band last night in Oviedo, and Oviedo loves Carlos Guillermo Smith, And this is a brand new district and he is going to kick some booty and it is going to be a a great thing to say that he is now Semdems love him and he loves us back. It's a great, it's a great love affair. So it was terrific. Right. Um, And yes, uh, everybody should support him if, if that is something that you're able to do. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware uh, last week, you probably are because you're Democrats and Democrats are aware of what's happening on the national level, as well as here in Seminole County. There were two or three um, January 6th hearings on TV. One of them was at night uh, on Thursday night last week. So we, we've met between then and now. But then there was one Monday, one Thursday of this past week. And yesterday's was a shocker. It was talking about Mike Pence. Now, I'm not sure I ever agreed with one thing 
that Mike Pence has ever done. But the idea that he stood up for democracy gives him a, a, you know, I give him a gold star in my book for that action, that he didn't abandon his post, that he didn't be, wasn't seen fleeing the Capitol, that he stood by his constitutional responsibility, and he knew and said, it is not my job to throw this election out, to sign up new electors, to do all of the things. But this was a planned, orchestrated thing, and they put him in harm's way. And the, the, the mob, the insurrectionists, were storming there, as you know, to kill Mike Pence, to hang him up. They brought gallows and a noose. This is, this is what lynching looks like in modern-day America. I don't have to tell my black friends that this, you know, the, 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 the look in their eyes was, was frightening for the future of all of us, for our democracy. But this is what a modern-day political lynching looks like. And had they, what, had they, what would they have done? They were 40 feet from him. Had they gotten him, what would they have done? You know, they were yelling for Nancy Pelosi. What would they have done had they found her? It was, this was history in the making, and it's like real-time history. So I was, uh, I was fascinated by it. I hope you got a chance to see it. The next one will be Tuesday. Today's Friday, right? Tuesday, yes. Tuesday. So look on the cable channel that is your favorite. If, you're, if your favorite cable channel is Fox, you might not see it because they don't carry you know, they didn't carry the first one or they carried it in like fits and starts and only showed things that didn't look badly upon them. Um, for example, when their their hosts were frantically texting the chief of staff or frantically texting people saying, you got to call off the dogs and whatever. They never showed any of that. But uh, it was a very, Natalie is, uh, I'm sorry, Nadine is absolutely right. Um, and by that, I mean that, you know, Nadine says it was a really, really close call for democracy. And that is correct. Uh, Mindy says, you know, Pence could have prevented if he had spoken up to alert us that this was going on. Um, and, and, and Alec is correct. Also, he said, look, democracy, you know, he he got my he, Alec says Pence got his respect for democracy. But his silence up until then, you know, he was a bootlick for four years. You know, looking longingly at Trump every time Trump was at the microphone, looking longingly at the, you know, with these doe-eyed faces that he made in the background. And, and, you know, he never said anything. If he didn't really believe this horse hockey, then why didn't he say something sooner than the very last possible second? 11, you know, uh, 58, he finally gets some uh, cojones. I can't talk to you now besides your spam. Anyway, I'm not talking to them. They're spam. Um, so anyway, so that was, you know, if you get a chance to watch, it was fascinating, although most of the cable channels will do a recap if you're not home during the day or are not able to see it live. But I literally was watching and I gasped. And I'm not easily shocked, I don't believe. But I went like, the law professor who said this was, we were this close to losing our democracy. When he, the way he said it was so impactful to me. I literally looked up from what I was doing and went, what? I mean, it was, it was a shock. Um, So anyway, that's that. Um, oh, Chris says the district in, well, it's, it's available on your, where do I see it on mine? You know, you might be right. Chris says that your district information, what district you're in. Um, I think it says on your voter record. Um, but he says we have our district maps on semdems.com. So you'll be able to find it on our website. If you are stumped as to that SOE website, supervisor of elections, 
It is the worst website, whether you're Hispanic or English speaking. It doesn't matter because it's crappy if you need information. It's crappy if you're a candidate. It's crappy if you speak Spanish. It is cr every which way terrible. So it doesn't surprise me, Chris, that you're right. Uh, it's not available on VoteSeminal.org. I guess he must have gone there and gotten us together. But thank you for pointing that out. Go to Semdems and you'll see your district. Um, and if you have a question, I can look it up. I have a, a secret way to tell you what district you're in. So I'll be, able to, I'll be able to help you. How do you get me? You just email me, which is chair at semdems.com. Boom. And I'll be able to help you. So, oh, she saw her district number. I love it. Um, that's, that's great. Now, um, tomorrow starts off a weekend of action. It starts off with the gay car parade. We're gathering at, hmm, I want to say 1030. I hope it's not 930. I don't know. I think it's, mm, somebody help me. Somebody tell me what time the gay car parade is gathering at our SEMDEM office in the parking lot. We are decorating our cars. I ordered all my stuff from Amazon. I have all my stuff. My husband's going to, you know, we are going to be decked out for stuff. And we are going to have a caravan and go around Seminole County as we celebrate Pride Month as the, Sem, not the SEMDEMs aren't doing it. This is put on by the uh, Rainbow Dems which is a caucus, which is separate from the Semdens umbrella, right? This is a caucus that is putting on this gay car parade, the Rainbow Democratic Caucus, or the, you know, the, that's that, right? So that's now. Also tomorrow, if you don't want to be in our gay car parade, I love a car parade. I love a caravan honking the horn, putting all your, sem, you know, your pride stuff out. I, it's great. But also we are stopped. The car parade is swinging by because the Semdens and the gay caucus, uh, the Rainbow Dems, are want to be respectful of some other great things that are going on simultaneously. So they are going to three, if not all four of the Juneteenth celebrations to let our African-American community know that the rainbow Dems love the black community and the black community should know that the, that the rainbow Dems and the Sem Dems are huge supporters of all of it. We are all under that same umbrella. So we are all supporting each other. Um, it says it starts at 11, so we're meeting up at 10.30. Thank you for that. That's great. Um, so that's for the Gay Car, car Parade, um, which is going around to celebrate Pride Month. And we're going to all the Juneteenth. There's one in Longwood. There's one in Oviedo. There's one, and there are two in Sanford. One at Fort Mellon and one at a park off 1792. I want to call it Celebration Park, but I'm not positive that's right either. So that's put on by the Black Caucus. Again, not the Semdems, but we are going to have... There's food at that one, and there's, you know, I, I talked to Marion and Minnie who are in charge of this thing, and boy, oh boy, it's going to be a great time. So they're going to have hot dogs, I understand. They're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers, and there's a nice bathroom if you need to, you know, make a pit stop. Um, but anyway, this car parade is going to stop at these three, if not all four, of the Juneteenth celebrations, and all of that is tomorrow morning. Meet at the Semdems at 10.30. We start the caravan at 11 after you've decked out your car with pride stuff, and then... Um, we're going to go to some of the Juneteenth things. Now you can peel off at any time just because you're in the caravan. doesn't mean you have to go to the whole thing. Uh, you can go to any of it, right? So that's, that's where that is. Um, I'm going to tell you that starting this weekend, we are really going to need all of you to help us and walk. We're going to knock on doors. We're going to walk the candidates starting now that they're official. They need your help. And the Semdems are, you know, we're doing our part to help some, the candidates um, get elected in August. But I'll tell you something, they can't do without you. 
And a lot of times that means writing postcards, donating so they can buy yard signs, whatever it takes. You need to help our local candidates. There's three for school board. There are one, two, three, four, five, six for Florida House. There are a couple for the um, county commission. They are going to start fundraising in this community. And that means they need your help a little bit. Um, but I heard a very funny story. Um, having been a candidate and having asked, I dare say, thousands of people for money for my campaign in 2020. Um, and I learned that I was really good at asking for money, which is kind of an interesting skill I didn't know I had. Um, I always felt like it was easy for me when I was president of my synagogue because I wasn't asking for me. I was asking for the temple, for the greater good. I felt like in the case of running for office, I wasn't asking for me. Lynn Dichter, I was asking for the bigger picture, which is democracy and making sure that we didn't have a convicted felon as the tax collector. Right. But I loved asking for money. I know that's a little wackadoo. But one of the candidates, I forget if it was a man or a woman, called somebody who, you know, is a, a diehard, died in the wool, bleeds blue Democrat. And everybody understands who is a political animal at any level when a candidate calls your phone that means they're asking you for money, right? So this person didn't just fall off the turnip truck. This person knew, I forget again, man or woman, I don't remember, a candidate called. And he's waiting, this, this, you know, this guy is waiting for the ask, waiting for him to say, or her to say, I forget, um, will you donate whatever the number was to my campaign? And here's how you do it. You go to so-and-so.com, you click the button, blah, blah, blah. So he's, he's waiting, and they're talking about everything else. They're talking about the symptoms. They're talking about the national landscape, you know, the political landscape. They're talking about who's going to be the governor, you know, or whatever. They're talking about everything. They're talking about personal stuff. They're talking about... And after what he told me was 30 minutes, they got all their pleasantries out of the way and talked about their health and the health of their families and, you know, whatever, and the call ended. And there was never an ask for money. And he said, I didn't give it. Um, and I said, well, you know, you knew what they, he said, of course I knew what they were calling for. But unless the candidate asks, nobody's giving, right? I mean, there are some people who are sticklers, like this guy, this one guy, but honest to goodness, it is really important. You know, when the day comes that you're a candidate, and don't always think that, oh, I would never run for office. That's always that guy. Over there, I wouldn't run for office. No, that's someone else. You know what? That someone else is you. Um, and it's, it's really brave and it's really important. And it may be for soil and water. It may be for your city council. It may be for a county race or, you know, something state or, or whatever. But I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a free piece of, of campaign advice for your future campaign. And what is that? When you call a donor, ask them for money. Because you won't get it if you don't ask for it. They're not just going to say, oh, you know what? I've got some money. I've got $20 in my pocket. You want it? No, they're not going to do that. So you have to ask for money. Um, let's see, Fiona. Please keep calling Senators Rubio and Scott. The gun legislation appears to be stalling. Oh, no. Regarding a boyfriend rule, the loophole, right? This is very typical. So they're going to go on vacation and then all the wind will be out of the sails. It looked like they were this close to finally passing some incremental sensible gun policy. And then they're more important, interested in going on vacation. And so they're going to take a recess. Even McConnell said he was willing to vote for it. And now they're, oh, 
you know, then the, the momentum will be lost. So please call. Our two guys are such losers. This, this Rubio is a, he's horrific. He is the absentee senator. He doesn't represent you. He doesn't represent me. He doesn't represent any of us because I think it's 11 out of the last 12 meetings. He's a no-show. He doesn't show up to vote, to weigh in, to do anything for the benefit of the nation, for the benefit of the globe, for the benefit of Florida. Forget about it. He never shows up. He has got to be replaced by Val Demings come November. I mean, seriously, like that is something I am as serious as a heart attack. He has got to go. Um, and anyway, that's that's what's going on on that front. Um, and then I have two other things really quick. And I know it's 3.30 and I'm really sorry, but I didn't get to something. There was a story, I think it happened in Heathrow, but it was somewhere in Sanford. And there was some racial profiling going on. Um, a, an African-American boy was driving uh, to... Um, visit a kid or drop off a kid, a friend of his, a white kid who lived in the neighborhood. So the African-American boy was driving and these two losers, one in his fifties, one in his sixties came out, started throwing rocks, hitting the car with traffic cones, denting the back door, smashing the window, this and that, and threatening these two teenagers and the black kid mostly. Um, and they were arrested. And, you know, finally, these guys were arrested. I'm looking at the, the headline in today's paper, accused of damaging a black kid's car with a rock and a traffic cone. This, these are our neighbors, folks. You know, don't tell me racial profiling isn't live and well and living here in Heathrow or wherever this was. Um, so my daughter in Atlanta got a call from somebody she went to high school with in Seminole, at Seminole High School who said, how come your mother isn't doing anything about this or something? I don't know. Accusing her of like approving of racial profiling or having black kids assaulted in the street and what? And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My mother wouldn't do that. Number one. And number two, why are you calling me? You know, but anyway, so this story was in today's paper. I just wanted to point out that. And secondly, another interesting story about this horrific governor. And I promise I will let you go. The Disney uh, company has gotten into a bit of a kerfuffle with our don't say gay governor. Um, and because of it, Disney has, they have just doubled down and said, we don't believe in that. We don't buy into that. We're not donating to anybody who believes in that. And they were supposed to move to Lake Nona. About 2,000 high paying jobs were going to go to Lake Nona. But guess what? Because of construction delays and people feeling like they were going to take a pay cut by moving here, and also by feeling like this is the creative division, the Imagineers or something. And they didn't, there is no question that there were people, 2,000 people were going to come here with high paying jobs. They didn't want to come here if this is the political climate with don't say gay. So this governor with his big mouth opened his trap and passed this rule. And guess what? Now we are losing high paying jobs for now another two years because of, of this bean dip. You know, this guy is a mess and it is now affecting our economy. They would move to Seminole County and work in Lake Nona. They would move to Orange County and work in Lake Nona and work for Disney. But no, they don't want to come here because it's an embarrassment and it's scary because of the people who are in Tallahassee. So here's what you don't think you can't do anything. You can do something. You can vote for Democrats. That's what you can do. You can donate to Democrats. You can knock on doors. If you can't donate, do what you can, but do it 
now. Don't sit back and on August 24th, the day after the election, say, oh, maybe I could have made 10 phone calls. Of course you can make 10 phone calls. So lots of things to do. You don't want to go out and knock. That's probably the most effective, the number one way that you can talk to your neighbors. You leave a flyer with them, a card, a palm card, a post, whatever it is. You leave something at their door and you tell them, this is somebody who shares our values. So that's number one. Then it's donate, of course. Then it's make phone calls, write postcards, whatever it is you can do. It's now or never, folks. Because if those crazy crackpots get elected for the school board, okay, we have changed Seminole County for decades. And our kids are in deep caca. So please don't let those QAnon crackpots get elected um, in any of the three school board seats. We need everybody to get out to vote and bring somebody with you. All right, so that's, that's it. I could go on and on, but I'm going to tell you about food now because I've gone over my spot. Um, and by that I mean... Today is a twofer. Today is the 17th, and it's June 17th, and it is Apple Strudel Day. Mm, that sounds like a good time, right? Anybody like Apple Strudel? If not, you could, how about Cherry Tart Day? So it's either one. It's a fruit day. Um, Apple Strudel or Cherry Tart Day. Um, tomorrow is kind of a weird, it's not like a food day, but it's National Picnic Day. So after you do the gay car parade, after you go to Juneteenth, you know, go and picnic with people at Juneteenth. Tomorrow is National Picnic Day, and it's also National... This is a weird one, too. Tomorrow is National Cheesemakers Day. I don't know anybody I can honor who's a cheesemaker, but if you do, make sure you tell them Happy Cheesemakers Day. That's Saturday. And finally, now here's a day I can get behind. On Sunday, it's Father's Day, so we want to say Semdems loves our dads. So, you know, if your dad is uh, with us or not with us, my dad's not with us anymore, but it's a day to remember our dads, to celebrate our fathers, and to remember the things that they passed on to us, words of wisdom. Maybe we'll talk about words of wisdom for our fathers on our Facebook page. But that's Sunday. But Sunday also, and this is probably a good Father's Day. It turns out that it's the, um, what, the 19th. And Sunday is National Martini Day. How many of our fathers liked a nice cold martini, you know, with an olive or whatever, or a twist? Uh, so anyway, so Sunday is martini day. So you might want to tip a few back on Father's Day, just saying. Um, anyway, that is how that works. So today, apple strudel cherry tart. Tomorrow, picnic and cheesemaker. And Sunday, celebrate the martini. It's National Martini Day. Uh, and now I'm going to let you go and enjoy your weekend. We will be back every Friday from 3 to 3.30, with all manner of things, national, state, local. You know, the, the campaign is underway. And uh, I don't need your help. We need your help. We need all of us together to pull that wagon and to get these candidates to the finish line. All right? We'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye and take care. Happy Juneteenth and happy Friday.